0: Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is May 17th. Today we are going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block and today I think my voice sounds a little bit better. <laughs> I'm not quite the baritone that I was yesterday. So let's continue on in Deuteronomy chapter 7. Now this is Chapter has a very iconic scripture. It's a scripture that used to be one of the scripture mastery scriptures in the old seminary program. And one that's talked a lot about, especially in young men's and young women's, is we talk about temple marriages. But I want to kind of clarify one aspect of this scripture, because I think we've been seeing it only in one way for a long time, and we've taught it only in one way. And I think that there's a really important thing that we need to understand about it. And that is verse three of chapter seven. It says, neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Thy daughter thou shalt not give unto his sons, nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy sons. For they will turn away thy sons from following me, that they may serve other gods. So will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy thee suddenly. Now, a little background information here. The book of Deuteronomy is Moses' last book of scripture, and it's the Lord trying to prepare this rising generation to enter into the promised land. And so here they're talking about the land of Canaan that they're going to go into. And the Lord is warning them, don't make marriages with them. Don't let your sons and daughters get married to each other. And he says, because they will turn away your children's faith. And for a long time in seminarian and young men and young women's, we used this scripture to teach covenant marriage, right? That we marry other members of the church and we do it in the temple. And I'm not saying that that's wrong or that's bad. Obviously, that's the ideal and it's something that we strive for and something that's really great. However, I think it's really important for those who are living a different reality, for someone coming from a mixed faith marriage or someone maybe whose spouse has had a faith transition or something like that, where all of a sudden this is not their reality. I think it's important that we understand what's going on here so that we don't read the scripture and think, oh no, I'm breaking some sort of commandment here, or God is not pleased with me now. It's important that we remember and that we understand that when we read the Old Testament and when we read about the laws that God is giving the people in the Old Testament, we are reading the law of Moses, which can be equated to kind of a celestial law. God gives very, very specific things because he had to. The faith of the people wasn't strong enough, so he had to break down the law very specific. And this is kind of an example of that. In fact, we can see that law progressing a little bit in the New Testament. In the New Testament, in Corinthians chapter 7, verse 14, Paul is going to teach a really beautiful principle. He says, For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Now, that's not to say that a wife can force her husband into heaven, but it does show that There is some grace that God is offering here, that unlike in the Old Testament, where it's so forbidden that God says, you need to go into Canaan and destroy the people so that this interfaith marriage will never happen. God is saying, you know what? We're growing, we're progressing, we're becoming strong enough. And so we can sanctify each other in marriage. We can build each other up. We can teach each other, we can bless each other, we can help one another. And so I love to see that progression. Now, obviously, God does want us to make covenants with him. And he wants us to make covenants with our spouses. That is an ideal. And we hope for that and we strive for that. But I think it's so beautiful to recognize that God has a plan for all his children. Understanding the beginning from the end, he has a plan to save all of his children. And that part of that plan can be that the believing wife or the believing husband can bless and aid in the sanctification of a non-believing spouse. I hope that that makes sense. I just wanted to clarify that in case you were reading in Deuteronomy and maybe you're in a mixed faith marriage and in case that scripture hurt or left you confused, I just wanted to make that clarification. And add on it just a little bit. Now, as part of this, God is going to go on for the next several verses to explain his relationship with the children of Israel. And I love what he's going to do here because he's going to talk about the covenants that he's made with the children of Israel and his remembrance of those covenants. But what I love to see is that the Lord is teaching us that our covenants are more than just a two-way promise. Oftentimes, in order to simplify complex ideas, we define a covenant as being a two-way promise. Now, that is certainly part of it. We make a promise to God, and He makes a promise to us. But if we leave it at that, then we're missing out on the richness of what a covenant really is. Elder Christofferson once said, "...a second unique aspect of the covenant path is our relationship with deity." The covenants God offers to His children do more than guide us. They bind us to Him. And bound to Him, we can overcome all things. The covenants that we make, the covenants that God invites us to make, are an invitation for us to enter into a special relationship with Him. It's His invitation to bind us to Him so that we can be strengthened, so that we can be empowered. We see that here in verse 6 when the Lord is speaking about the covenants that have been made. He says, For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto him, above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Now, Because of the way that's phrased, I think it's important to recognize that entering into a covenant with God doesn't make him love us more than his other children, but it does give us access to a relationship with him in newer, higher, and holier ways. And that's what the Lord is teaching them here, that they are a holy people, that they are a special people because they have made these covenants with him. And then listen what Moses goes on to teach Verse 80 says, But because the Lord loved you, and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand, and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen, and from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him, and keep his commandments. To a thousand generations. Now, what I absolutely love here is we see that even though Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were generations and generations and generations ago, we see that even though some of these children of Israel have forgotten them, have forgotten Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, heck, they've even forgotten the blessings that they've experienced as they've been wandering in the wilderness, even though they have forgotten, we see that the Lord does not forget. The Lord has remembered the promises that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and he keeps his promises. He keeps his covenants, and we can have faith and trust and hope because God remembers his children and remembers the promises that he's made to them. And because of that, my friends, you and I can have faith we can have faith in God. We can have faith in his promises. We can have faith in his power and faith in the blessings that will come. President Iring once taught that although his time is not always our time, we can be sure that the Lord keeps his promises. And Elder Christofferson taught that God will keep his promises to you as you honor your covenants with him. My friends, the key is to remember. To remember the covenants and to remember the great things that God has done for us so that we can have faith and trust that he will continue to bless and strengthen and empower us still. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.